Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. James chapter 3, we're talking about the power of the tongue. Actually, what we're talking about is the language of faith, and it ties directly to what we say. And so I want to wrap up this series in this chapter right here, James chapter 3, specifically verses 1, probably through 12 or so. We'll see how far we get. But I want to, I want to continue down this path. We've seen one of our main texts, or the main text in this series has been in Proverbs chapter 18, but we saw that the power of life and death is in the tongue. So James chapter 3, verse number 1 says this, My brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall, we shall receive a stricter judgment. Verse 2 says this, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a what? Perfect man. And that means perfect man or woman. Able to also to bridle the whole body. Now the word perfect, don't get thrown by that. If you want to write this in your notes, you can. The word perfect simply means mature. That's what it means. It means a whole person. So if we see here that if we do not stumble in word, we are a mature believer. So this is a way you can gauge your level of spiritual maturity. What comes out of your mouth in all situations? What comes out of your mouth actually is like a barometer. You can see, you can go, oh, okay, so in this area, I got to change. Or, oh, oh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good in this area. Okay, so what do we see? A person who does not stumble in word is a, is a mature person. And they are what? Able also to bridle, and the word bridle simply means to lead or guide the whole what? The whole body? I can lead my whole body with what? My tongue. Now, did I write that? Did you write that? Let me ask you a question. Do we have a right to determine whether it's true or not? Now, if you're, now if you're not saved, I get it. You're still trying to figure it out. I get it. But if you're born again and you call yourself a Christian, and you say that the Lord is your Lord, Jesus is your Lord, then his word is your Lord as well in this life. Because he and the word are one, amen? Amen. So what do we see here? He said that if you actually monitor every word that comes out of your mouth, you can actually control your what? How much of your body? Your whole body. That's exciting. Now, I'm not preaching to you my opinion. I'm sharing with you his word. So we have to decide, like with everything in that's given in the word, are we going to submit to it or not? Now, we know from what the Lord has told us about this year that this year is a year of multiplication. We also know that the main scripture the Lord gave me for that is this, be doers of the word and not hearers only. You know one thing that a lot of, uh, that immature believers and, and people who don't succeed in areas of their life, do you know is one of the main things that causes them not to? Personal responsibility. Well, you, you know, I went to the church and it was wild and the service was good and God moved and 
these words came out and they seemed right. They were prophetic or they were this or that or it felt like God spoke this to me and, and this was so. And, but yet it just isn't happening. How many realize this? When God called the children of Israel and, and prophetically declared to them that he was going to deliver them, they had to pack up and walk. When God told the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness that, the, 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 that Canaan land was theirs, how many realized that they sat in the wilderness for 40 years before they ever got it? And the, why was that? People say, well, God ordained it. No, he didn't. He ordained that they go in, but the people decided that they were going to go ahead and just sit down in the middle of the road like a stubborn mule. And the generation that was supposed to enter in and hand it over to the next generation, already pretty well developed, died in the wilderness, but the next generation decided they'd look back over what they did, what the first generation did, and go, we ain't living like that, let's go take it, and Jericho began. Amen. So the same is true for us. If you want to enter the promised land concerning the promises of God here on earth, right now, the temporal things, and you want to walk in them, then you've got to make a decision within yourself. When I hear a truth, when I see that truth, I absorb that truth to me. I make this now a part of my conversation in my daily walk. Now, that's going to make you sound different than the rest of the world. And this is where confrontation comes. But you know what this is? This is now you've spoken or you've seen the word you've spoken now, when you go out the doors, that's actually when the fight begins. What are you going to say? And the more you walk in the word, you do have opposition, but you have greater victories. Amen? You have greater victories. And so we see here from this scripture that we actually can lead our whole body. The Amplified says it this way. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man. Some people are just characters. They're just not fully developed. <laughs> Able to control his whole what? Body, and watch this, and to curb his entire nature. That's what the Amplified says. The Bible in basic English says it this way, for we all go wrong in a number of things. If a man never makes a slip in his talk, then he is a complete man and able to keep all his body in control. The Passion Translation says it this way, yet if we're able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. The Mirror Bible says it this way, it is a common habit to descend from a higher place of faith to a lower of the senses, especially in conversation. However, if you want to be in perfect charge of your whole person, the best place to begin is to take charge of your tongue. Woo! I love that translation. I'm going to read this again. It is a common habit to descend from a higher place of faith to a lower place of the senses, especially in conversation. So what is he saying? He's, he's given us the same thought in, a, in different words, but it's the same thought. Your tongue now is no longer speaking faith, which is a higher place. It is now speaking what? 
the lower place of the senses. So the five senses, right? Do you know you have a sixth sense? It's not just a silly movie. I just aged everybody right there, you know. The younger people are going, what? The sixth sense. You know, the world's infatuated with things. If they just read their Bible. Anyway. You can actually get your tongue so connected to the resurrection within you that according to the Bible, you can steer or control your whole body. I'm not leaving this verse. This is where we're ending today. You can get your tongue. I can get my tongue. Now watch. What's the temptation? The temptation is to go with the lower, the senses. But you can actually decide in faith to connect, we can, to connect our tongues to the scriptures, the resurrection power of God within us, and we can affect our own physical body and every circumstance that we're in. So watch this now. We read Mark eleven twenty three last week and 24. We talked about the fig tree and the mountain, right? So according to the word of, you know, I have to do this. I have to bring it back because people think, yeah, yeah, the preacher said that. I didn't say that. Stop looking at me. (laughs) Somebody say, God said to me that I could control my whole body with my tongue. You can. You can. So people, this, the temptation of the enemy is to go, uh, is to, uh, the enemy will come to you and he'll say this, he'll say, just what he did to Adam and Eve. Did God say? And if you entertain that thought and follow his deceptive reasoning, your tongue will actually connect to his words and you'll actually be controlling your body, but with his words. See, this scripture won't stop functioning. You know, people say this, because uh, I've been around, you know, I was around Raymond and Brother Hagin for years, and they'd say, people would come up and say, 
you know, that Mark 11, 23 and 24 doesn't work. Never works for me. That scripture says you'll have whatever you say. You know, crank the elevator all the way up. It says you'll have what you say. And it never works for me. Never works for me. Never works for me. It never works for me. And all this power of never working is coming. Yeah, how's that working for you? <laughs> you know, I mean, you're in the elevator. Punch the top floor button. You know, do you ever feel like that sometimes? Even about yourself, even about myself. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, you just you want to wake up, you go in the mirror and go, smack, smack. Speak life. We'll listen to it on the radio. And if some famous, you know, Christian singer writes a song about it, oh yeah, that's what it is. And then, you know, the preacher preaches, oh yeah. And then you get into your daily routine and you go, I just don't have patience for these kids. Well, you had the you had the motivation to make them. <laughs> People are like, well, that wasn't hard. That, that didn't take a lot of, you know. No, no, no. You, I've heard, I've actually had parents tell me this. I, I just, I have, I have so many, I just don't know if I can raise these kids. Don't you think? And we should stop there. <laughs> Don't you think you should have thought of that before you had them? That's not the problem anyway. You got your mouth connected to the wrong thing. You're what you're saying, and you're, you're not meaning to say this, so I don't want to condemn you at all. You're not meaning to say this. But what you're actually saying is, the patience of God within me is not enough for me to raise my kids. Now, you're not meaning to say that. The problem is, your thinking's not quite right, and your flesh is leading you. And the enemy's work in those two areas to cause issues in your life. And what it actually does is it locks up the Spirit of God within you. It's not that the power of God's gone. It's still there. It doesn't change anything with your righteousness or any of that. It's just you don't get to experience what God has already given you. So people will make statements like, well, you know, I, I, I am chemically imbalanced. I'm chemically imbalanced. The problem is I'm chemically imbalanced. And their doctor confirms it. And the doctor will. The doctors just do it. They're just reading the natural stuff. We're not against doctors. And they have medicines and things that help people. I'm not against those things. But ultimately, what do I see right here? You could actually change any physical condition with what? Your tongue. People say, well, I just don't see the fullness of it yet. Meditate this verse all week and see what happens. You'll get further along than you have before. Now, if it was just my philosophy that I'm giving you, go ahead and throw it out. But realize this, if it's the word of the Lord, then we better pay close attention.
Amen? So watch this. I'm going to read this to you in, in the uh, Mirror Bible one more time, then we'll read a little bit of commentary and we'll be done. It is a common habit to descend from a higher place of faith to a lower of the senses, especially in conversation. I actually want to turn this church into a bunch of people that when they respond to situations and when they're around each other, you hear things like, how you doing? Well, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, I was talking to, I was talking to Neil about this on Wednesday, I think it was, right? Or maybe it was last Sunday. We were chit-chatting. I've known, you got to know, Neil and Lori, I've known them for, oh my goodness, what, 10, 15 years? Neil served me, with me when I was a youth pastor in the Assemblies of God. Years ago, Neil's crazy and a genius, so don't mess with him. You say, what do you mean by that? He's the only youth leader I know that would stay up and not sleep for two nights and then come serve with me at an all-nighter. The Navy. Were you in the Navy? Boy, they trained you. Boy, it's just... And, and just not miss a beat. I mean, we played basketball. <laughs> just wild. Man of God. Good man. Good family. Where was I going with that? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, we were talking about how, he, I think you asked me, or I asked you or said something, and you said, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. We were talking about something, and I said, how you doing, or something like that. He said, blessed in the city, blessed in the field. Oh, I think I said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Because Wednesday night, the, the, uh, the whatever virus is going around, try, it was trying to attack me, okay? I wasn't trying. It was doing it. <laughs> and my voice, if you were here, was real, like, weird. And uh, I offered free kisses after the service, but nobody took, <laughs> took, took me up on them. I went <laughs> I did not offer that, so don't come up to me afterwards. <laughs> Are they still available? <laughs> okay, uh, back into the anointing. All right, here we go. <laughs> and I told Neil, I said, you know, when I was in Bible college, that's all you ever heard. Like, you'd show up on the campus, and everybody's training to go into the ministry and to serve God. I mean, if you take time to leave your world and go to Bible college, you love God, and you're after what he's after. And so at Bible college, you know, we'd be walking around. How you doing? We're blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out. We are the head and not the tail. We are above only and not beneath. And then I said, we leave that world, and even I've done it. You get back into the world, just your general conversation. Well, how you doing? And people automatically revert their tongue to the senses. Instead of holding it to the higher level of faith. I actually, my desire, even if I don't do it, didn't do it, or don't do it perfectly, which I won't. But I'll grow and develop to where we get to, how you doing today? You feel, how you feel? People say this all the time. And I'm not against asking how you feel. I'm okay with it. Now, you may feel like 40 miles of muddy road. You may feel like a slower than a snake's belly in a wagon rut. But in the midst of that, you, you could just say this very nicely. You could just say, you know what? I'm learning about this speaking thing. 
And I could tell you how I feel, but I'm going to declare my faith right now. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And it took me doing that, Heidi and I both, we're, it took me about four days. And we took communion Friday night, and by Saturday night, now I know this virus has wiped people out for like three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. And it's not because I'm special. It's not because I'm a preacher. I'm not praising me. I'm praising so if you, as much, if you did this by rule, as much as you've talked about how you feel, if you reversed it and put a scripture in instead, see what happens in two weeks. Watch this now. People say, don't you believe in your immune system? Well, I know I have one, <laughs> but I believe my God. And I wonder... By this verse, if my tongue is connected to my immune system. He's so good to us. Let's stop here and practice. Go ahead and I'm going to have you repeat after me. And it'll just be repeating after the Lord. Did you learn anything? People say, we only went over one scripture. Yeah, but we gave lots of other examples. And what I've found is, you're, you can, you, it's just tough to process too much. If we take this and practice this and get it established, it'll make a world of difference. And God doesn't need a lot. Do you know there's enough power in 1 Peter 2.24 to heal the entire planet? And we don't even need another healing scripture, just that one. Just that one. People say, well, why isn't it happening? Because, again, God needs our cooperation. He needs our cooperation. He needs us to line up with him. Amen? So let's practice this right now. You know what? It's... it's uh, the, this is where, I don't want to say hard, because that's sometimes I say things, I'm like, no, that's not the best way to say it. This is the best way to say it. Not to say that it's hard. But where the challenge comes, where the real fight comes, is when everything feels and looks opposite to what the promise says. That's when speaking becomes more difficult. How many of you have ever felt like you were just your mouth was gagged in an area? Or maybe you felt like, well, I kind of tried it, but it didn't work. I get that a lot. But again, go back to what you're saying. Most of the time, it's not a lack of faith by believers. It's a lack of patience and consistency. Because it's easier because we're so naturally affected and the spirit of this world is against faith. It's easy to just kind of slide back into the flow of the world. You have to check yourself daily and speak. Amen? 
So let's just make some declarations, shall we? Go ahead and stand with me. We'll make some declarations. Everybody rev their tongue up. <laughs> Loosen it up real good. If you need to put some chapstick on so you can talk faster, do it now. <laughs> Say this with me. Say, Father God, you said in your word to me that my tongue with the right words has an effect, can control my whole body. So, Father, in obedience to your word, I connect my tongue to your word in faith from my heart, and I say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All right, let's do this. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am free from all condemnation. The blood of Jesus has cleansed me of all sin and unrighteousness. When I pray, my Father hears me. And he always answers. So we say to the fig tree and the mountains, those things rooted and those things that are obstacles, be lifted up and cast into the sea in Jesus' name. Since I have the love of God in my heart, I can forgive the way God forgives. And He freely forgives. So I choose to release all hurts, all offenses, all anger, all bitternesses against those who have done me wrong, I say to you, you are forgiven. I release you in the name of Jesus. How many sense how that just works in you just here? Now, some of you are more talkative than others. So this may come easier for you than others. But purpose to speak faith. 
You're going to have to do it on purpose. Amen? Because we all experience things where it does not feel like it's working. Or that it's opposite of what God said. But again, if God's word says one thing, and your circumstance or your thinking says another, who is right? You know, at one point in your, in your life, your circumstances said to you that you were going to hell. Your own mouth may have even said it. But then you heard God speak. And then you spoke what God said. And those words of faith in your mouth allowed God to change your spiritual destiny. The principle doesn't end after salvation. It continues. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place this morning and you're not born again, you don't know that you know that you know when you pass from this life that you will go straight to heaven to be with Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. If there's anybody in here like that this morning, whether you're backslidden or never giving your heart to the Lord, I want to give you that opportunity. If you'd just raise your hand right where you're at, I'm going to pray with you and lead you through the sinner's prayer so that you can be right with the Lord. Is there anybody like that in here? I'm just searching. I'm looking. You have to raise your hand high enough to where I can see it. Thank you. I see. One, two. Yes. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. We have two. So let's do this. Let's pray together right now. Say this after me. Say, Father God, I come before you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I need a Savior. And Jesus is that Savior. I confess Jesus is the Son of God. He died for me. He was buried for me. And He was raised for me for my justification, for my purity, for the forgiveness of my sins. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior and Lord right now in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you that I've received Jesus. He is my Lord and Savior. When I pass from this life, I will go straight into the presence of God because of Jesus' blood and body. I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm born again. Amen. Praise God. If you raised your hands, don't just take off out of here. I have an altar care, I have altar care workers right here, Rick and Luann. And we have a new believers pack that we want to get into your hands. So don't just run off. Please come up as everybody's leaving and meet with them. We want to get information in your hands, get a Bible in your hands, get books in your hands so we can begin to disciple you in this area. Did you receive anything from the Word? From the Spirit of God? If anybody needs prayer for anything else, they're up here for your assistance as well. God bless you guys. We'll see you next Sunday. Not Wednesday, next Sunday. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.